Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 165, The Holdovers. Hello and welcome to a painful episode of the LodgeCast. I mean, LodgeCast with me as always is Brother Bishki. I am not drinking Merlot. We have Brother Lucas in the back. I got a question. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Jesus. And because it's prestige, you know who our guest is tonight. It's Brother Zach. It's the most wonderful time (laughs) of the year. Prestige season is in full swing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ding dong. And we are covering Alexander Payne's The Holdovers. Not The Leftovers or The Marvels. The Holdovers. Sexiest title of all time, perhaps? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, when I saw this trailer in this very theater, the Burbank AMC 16, me and my entire row had a good laugh at just how, <laughs> like, retro cheesy borderline parody it seemed like. It does seem like well, it's, they're going for that. It's going the for the retro. In the trailer, at the very least. I somehow missed the trailer. I know nothing except oh, Giamatti. Man. Even the font is retro, but... They got the trailer guy voice... You know, yeah. the way he sets it up. We need to take a little referendum on our painsmanship. <laughs> Who wants to kick off their history with this man, this Marvel? Let Zach do it. Zach, what's your history with pain? Uh, I got nothing but love for pain, man. <laughs> um, I've rewatched a few of them recently. I think Citizen Ruth and Election yeah. and Sideways are all four bones. Yeah, for yeah. Me. Mm. Or I'm sorry. Let me take that just let me take that back slightly. Election and sideways, four bones. Yeah. yeah. And I think Citizen Ruth is a solid, rock solid three and a half um uh first film and really underrated for him. I like about Schmidt, didn't wouldn't as great as the others on a rewatch, but he's really dependable. His his last couple haven't yeah, you know, he, he he he's in need of a of a return to form. <laughs> yes, but which but this seems to be. This seems to be that, and I'm glad to see the repair with Giamatti. He's he's a very um, yeah de- uh, a dependable filmmaker for grounded dark comedy and and uh, you know the disappointments of lo- of of middle age. I yes, think he's, he loves that. She yeah. rolls around and roots around in that shit. Yeah, I'm living it. I remember about Schmidt seeing it in the theater as like a 22 year old. I loved it. I was so it made me cry. Much. I was was four bones. That was the first real Jack Nicholson performance in like 30 years. He's great. I saw it like three times in the theater and Mm. never, never looked upon it again. 
I don't really want to if Zach's saying it no, 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 I'm not. No, no, no. Let, let me, let me just. But I went hard for Schmidt. I yeah. think it's. Yeah. Been, I was. It was. Dairy four, Queen scene. It was four bone for me in the theater. I'm just saying it, it was not as tight. Sure. As his other ones on the rewatch. That's yeah. all. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's it's a great film, but I, I just think it's not quite um it, it's not quite as sharp as the others, that uh, as his other best top shows. We, we come to so. expect the best from pain, yeah. which is the perfect segue to the movie I saw most recently last year with the lodge, which was downsizing. Woo! Which, I- which has three acts, and while <laughs> act least. one I could get behind, act two went off the rails, and by the time you get to act three, Ooh. you don't even know or remember what act one was to begin with. <laughs> I yeah. go to the mat. This is going to be a d- in the debate series, but yes. I go to the mat yes. for the entire three acts yes. of downsizing. I give it three and a half bones. No way. I, I, yes, no I love way. it. There's I love no it. way. It's, it's, it is t- one bone of yeah, disaster. It goes no. totally off the rails. No, it is a total no. outlier in Matt yeah. Damon's filmography as just bonkers, badass trip, crazy. It's an outlier in Payne's filmography. It's an outlier on Earth. Let me just say something that we all can agree on. There's no other movie quite like downsizing. It would have been a great Lodge cast, but oh. we're going to cover it in our debate series coming sometime. Yeah. But... Yeah, I go to the mat for all pain. Maybe The only one that maybe I didn't really connect with was Nebraska, but... I didn't see that. I missed that one. I liked it more than um, the the Clooney one. And I missed the Descendants. Descendants is probably two bones. Yeah. Yeah, Descendants was a glorified vacation to Hawaii for everybody. There's nothing offensive. But his output is very, like, small. You know, like, he's been making movies for a long time, but not, he doesn't crank them out every year. No, which, which leads you to believe that he's very thoughtful about them. Which makes me hope that The Holdovers is a true return to form. I have to say... There's no way he can fuck this up. Like the subject matter, the Giamatti of it all, the aesthetic. Yeah, like like it's been getting positively reviewed. I've heard so good my, things, my expectations yeah. are a little high. This is a layup. Well, and to that point, I think it's refreshing actually when we have, um, you know, I don't know if we call him a legacy director, but like he's kind of like that next generation of you know he started in the '90s. But I just feel that. You know, so many of these guys feel the need to go bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. And I feel like he just kind of stayed, uh, aside from downsizing. Right. That was um, huge. That, he went, that was his big, big swing. And so you can't <laughs> fault him for taking it. But it, but I like that he's, you know, again, like with Marty, he Marty can't go small anymore. He Marty Scorsese. Yeah. He <laughs> Martin Scorsese. If you know, you know. He's going to go three hours on everything. He's going to yeah. go... Giant budget, giant cast on everything. You're not going to get that more intimate Scorsese film anymore. And a lot of the bigger directors are like that. And so I do appreciate with Payne, he really is character driven, contains story. And and that is refreshing for me. And Giamatti is someone we haven't really seen because he's been parked on billions for like 900 years. That's what happens to some some actors like... You'll be like, oh, did they die? And it's like, no, they've been on, you know, <laughs> Cinemax for yeah. 10 seasons yeah. on something, you know? And it's just like, you're not, there's so much going on that you can't, you know, you lose track of some people. Yeah. yeah. No, he's Giamatti great. was a huge part of our cinematic lives in the early aughts. Oh, yeah. yeah. American Splendor is great. I mean, yeah. It's like William H. Macy. Like, he, right. went, out, he went off and did what? Was Shameless. Dude, private Shameless. parts yeah. for like years and yeah, years. Macy's and years. pretty great, Bishke. You probably missed this because you're not a TV man, but, but Macy's pretty great in The Dropout. Okay. 
Right. Um, the the Theranos. I just um, wanted to come back to series. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like we lose track of enough actors. Bishke doesn't even watch TV, so he completely loses track of these guys. I like prestigious cinema. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> this weekend, Zach and I made a grand return. Oh, this yes. is good on the ground reporting. To, yes. to, to the Egyptian, the- Netflix's Egyptian theater, Boom. which they did a phenomenal job restoring. If, if you're in the Los Angeles area. Your pictures looked great. We sopped. Jacques Tati's Playtime in 70 millimeters looked amazing. Sounded amazing. I wanted to go to that. I forgot. And listener, if you're in the LA area or will be visiting anytime, and I think Bishke, you'd agree with me. I mean, this is the most beautiful theater now in town. Yeah. I mean, it and is the seats, a gem. There's leg room. There's, mm. there's plush rockers. Yeah. You're going to love it. And yesterday, I went to the Academy Museum and watched the five hour and 17 minute Bernardo Bertolucci's movie, 1900. Wow. Bishke's so this flexing is, so hard with the runtime. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy because the Film Academy theater seats are tough, man. Those aren't comfy They're seats. straight up. No, yeah. My, my butt was hurting afterwards, but. But you got to stay erect if you do five hours. Wow. Wow. And you're going back. You're going back for Once Upon a Time in America. In a couple weeks. I mean, I'm so deep in prestige right now, and I'm so ready for this film. I'm already giving it a high bone count. So (laughs) (laughs) that's great. Well, spirits are high. Spirits are very high. Pain, this one's yours to lose. We're rooting over. Let's do it. Yes, today the A Burbank 16 becomes the house of pain. Let's climb those steps. Love and light, y'all. Love and light. I know this pain. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? No one can change your life except for you. Don't ever let anyone step all over you. From Giamatti Land. Woo! We did it, y'all. <laughs> we held over. <laughs> we held over. Layovers. So hard. Oh, those plush rockers, right? Lovely Very nice. seats. Very nice. Cozy. Very nice upgrades. Nice going, AMC. Uh, I will say that ah, before we even scratch the surface. <laughs> Fishy. 
RottenTomatoes.com, from acclaimed director Alexander Payne, The Holdovers follows a curmudgeonly instructor, (laughs) Paul Giamatti, at a New England prep school who is forced to remain on campus during spring Christmas break to babysit the handful of students with nowhere to go. Eventually, he forms an unlikely bond with one of them, a damaged, brainy troublemaker, newcomer Dominic Sessa, and with the school's head cook, who has just lost a son in Vietnam, Divine Joy Randolph. Period. Period. Nice. I mean, that's accurate. basically what it is. Very accurate schnapps you where right you're going. there. But everything's in the details in this one. Yeah. The production yeah. design, my God. Yeah, that opening five minutes with the even the like uh, throwback like rated R yes. logo and yeah. and the focus feature. It gives you that nice full screen blue with the R down in the bottom right corner. Like the following film is rated R. I'm even gonna I'm even gonna take it back about fifteen minutes before that began. Yeah. We sat through some <laughs> trailers of such horror. Welcome, trailers of sorrow. Welcome to AMC, Zach. Well, Zach was clutching his damn pearls. I just have to say, what a warm blanket this movie was. <laughs> yes. After the, oh. after the chilly horrors of those trailers. And it was, it was like... We are going back to the land in the time of Hal Ashby. Yes. We are going back to when movies cared about people yes. and didn't mm. care about like stupid concepts We're created in boardrooms. Like so th- I feel like it's important to mention those fucking the, the horror shows of of <laughs> yeah, insane we, we, trailers we that Argyle. we saw. We tried and to then miss we had him. that little we had that little um Rated R and that special focus features. Right. Um, and there was like popping and hissing on the yeah, soundtrack. And it just, popping. Yeah. And at first my mind's going, is this going to be kind of on the nose with that? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it, the movie is so authentic. Yeah. Warm hug, warm blanket, warm slug of scotch, whiskey, all those things. Mr. Payne is in control. There's no doubt you're going to be taken <laughs> care of. You're going to yeah. be given the blanket and be given your mug like and you're going to be cozy and you're going to cozy. Yeah. And we've as we as we stated earlier, we've been away from Mr. Giamatti for so long. But that love remains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And with this movie, you get 100% pure Giamatti injected into every vein in your entire body. And it is pumping and thumping. Yeah. Everything you love about Sideways, he brings. It's just like the older version of that character in a lot of ways. Oh, my God. Yeah. It is pure Giamatti. He is a sound bite machine. A GIF machine. It's a great script, too, I have to say. Like, I mean, they give him a lot of material to work with. And he's got that Marty Feldman, like, glass eye. He has a contact. It's a special contact lens. Yeah. They call it all the kids call him walleye because he's always got one eye just flying wildly out to space and he you know it could be a gimmick but he fucking embraces it it's such a good character aspect yeah and this movie's got so many nice 70s long dissolves mm. and just having a full fucking screen of Giamatti face with that crazy eyeball slow dissolving into a snowy landscape. It's funny every time. Oh, God. (laughs) It feels so good. It feels so right. 
Payne and Giamatti are both doing exactly what they need to do here. Yeah. They're back. I will say about a half hour in, um, I don't know how it was for the experience. Yeah. Three seats to the right of me. Yeah. But um, we were haunted by uh, the ghost of the Swifties. The ghost of the Swifties. Oh, I could hear it. Oh, I didn't yeah, hear that. I could feel you it. You didn't hear oh, that? Uh, there was one point oh, only man. near it the was, end of the movie yeah. when it was quiet. Yep. I heard a little business in the other hall. In the it other sounded room. like a freight train going through a tunnel. I like, didn't know. You're so into it. it I was like so into the movie. No, it was bothering me. It seemed whenever there was going to be a heartfelt monologue, you hear... I'm like, that's not a 1970 (laughs) beat. I was like, wow, the other theaters are loud. We're going through the air. Yeah, first I thought it was the Marvels, but I was like, this is consistent. It's a concert film. When when I went to the restroom, I... I went into the theater. And it was <laughs> confirmed. It was the Eras tour blasting. Swifties but. confirmed. We were in a safe place. Yes, we're at that point in the Eras tour where it's not in the main theaters anymore. It's mm-hmm. in theater nine it's or eleven. Back by the we holdover, were, we, we were in ten. Yeah, <laughs> we were in the crowd theater. Though, actually, yeah. There was it was full of very respectful and those doors are all side by side so if you're not paying attention you could just walk into the wrong movie because I think there were people there Whoa. was a, there was a mother and yes. son later in the film that were in eras but they came into our movie yep. for five seconds and was like where the there fuck was, is Taylor Swift there was a mother and a very small <laughs> child I was like they came what? in <laughs> like maybe three fifths of the way through and I was just like looking at him I'm like you guys are in the wrong part of town you got big old Giamatti face I'm like I don't think you guys know what and you're this doing kid's here got his shirt off with his shoulder dislocated that was right when they walked yes. in I was like this is it and they like walked right doctors out doctors are resetting a shoulder <laughs> There's, I, I just have to say like broadly for a movie that hits all the beats in a traditional structure yes. for this kind of storytelling. Yes. Because of the authenticity to and care for the characters from the script on up to the cast and the director and everyone, it just feels refreshing. And so even though it's hitting the beats and taking care of you at all the all the stops, all the act breaks, yeah. everything. It doesn't feel formulaic. No, in it's, a, it's in shaggy a, '70s enough. It's real nice, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good vacation. It's a good holiday. Yeah, like I really, um, I really enjoyed myself with this film. I, I got, yeah. I gotta say. I mean, I from mean, the opening, yeah, five ten minutes with those logos and the sound and the film stock where it looks yeah. like your eyes literally think it's 16 millimeter, super 16. It's like super grainy, like high contrast, but it's beautiful. Like it's it beautiful. looks, it looks like a time capsule. And the like, snow like, looks real. Yeah. Like when it's it lo- snowing, yeah. it looks real. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, whip cream. And, and I've never been to boarding school and certainly not in 1970, but it really truly feels authentic. Like you've gone back in time the, and like you're there. The school is such a, character in the movie and you can like it feels so lived in properly lived in and old like you can smell those old yeah. like cleaning products that are probably yeah. not even legal anymore yeah cafeteria smoke, food tobacco pipe smoke and yeah. cigarette preparation smoke. h bottles everybody is smoking <laughs> uh, the dust on giamatti's desk like there's yeah. no no detail of this film that is not considered yeah yeah, yeah. It, it definitely struck a chord because you know we've all lived through some form of schooling and whether it's like yeah a, a teacher and a bad grade or 
bad right. period or like a bad parent if you're homeschooled like i'm sure we've all had to like deal with uh similar adjacent situations at least emotionally you know so it, it definitely dredges up a lot of old memories or feelings and the other chord struck is the heartstrings of Christmas and New Year's. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. New Christmas Which, movie. This is a good Christmas movie. Solid. Like, yeah. you have to release this before Christmas yeah. and tell people, see this before Christmas. See it, yeah. See it maybe Christmas well, Day. Well, it's slow. It's a proper platform release now. So yeah. um, I think by the time this goes nationwide, it's going to be Thanksgiving on through to the Christmas quarter. Oh, nice. It's a perfect release. That's for smart. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is a great family film. I feel like our theater was predominantly older. Yeah, probably. Um, but it felt like everyone was enjoying it. Everybody was level. pretty dialed in. Yeah. yeah. I think we might have laughed the most, but then I heard other people <laughs> laugh at other parts. I, mean, I think we were encouraging other people to laugh. Yeah. It, goddamn, it's funny the whole way through. Like, it yeah. is charmingly funny. And Giamatti is, he really is that curmudgeonly. It's tailor made for Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could watch him all day. Like, especially as that guy. Like, yeah. it's just so funny. I, like, fe I feel like. This is cheesy, guys, but it's the season, you know? I feel like I knew him. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's in my past. Like, he right. was oh, one yeah. of my teachers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was thinking of some of my old uh, high school teachers, for sure. Yeah. During the, so during now, the like, you know, in like a year... I'll think back to Giamatti's performance. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I knew that guy. Wait, no, he was just in a movie. He <laughs> yeah. was just in a movie. No, he's a shoe-in for Best Actor nomination. Do I you think. think he's going to beat Leo? Oh, I don't know about winning. I don't know about winning. I mean, you think the nom might be the dude, award? I feel like if we if we say he should win it, he's not going to get nominated. Right, 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 right. Let's right. not like, drag okay. Leo and Taylor Swift into this Does great Taylor movie. Is Taylor Swift going to win Best Actor? Barbie uh, and all that stuff. But what, what do we think of the other two actors, the... the um, I was worried about the kid at first because I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I want to smack this kid. I was a me too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the faces like were interesting. Um, yeah, but but I I appreciated that they weren't like quote unquote Hollywood actors or they felt at least like local hires they or something. They felt like they had pimples and faces yes. that were just slightly askew even if they were attractive. Like they were... You I'm know glad it mean? wasn't Chalamet. Or Finn Wolf Wolfhard. Or Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> because the kid ha kind of has a Finn it look. Was, it was like, Finn yeah. adjacent. He's got that Adam's Get me someone like Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. One thing I found interesting about his performance is he has some big moments where he gets angry. And so I, I'm with you, Lodgemaster. Early on, I, I was a little nervous for his performance. Right. But mm -hmm. then he, he got real dialed in. And I found that in the second half of the movie where there's some emotionally earnest moments, yeah. he is very subtle. Yep. And I think... A there's a ton of subtle shit. There's going some on. kids that could have just ruined some of these yeah. moments, and like he has a monologue where mm -hmm. he has to spill his heart out about his family. The audition scene, yeah. 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 Was and I was thinking about Lucas in the love, audition. And I love the way they but, shot it, like the telephoto. So it's like you're a table over, kind of like watching him say mm -hmm. it, but it's like a close up. But I thought it was great. And he he really delivered that. And he the sound slowly creeps in. Yeah. yeah. And Taylor Swift is thumping too in the, in the distance. What I think is really lovely about the film, actually, now that I'm, I'm, I've just got a beat from it, it starts out and your main three guys, you know, you have the cook who lost her son, you think, and you've got the cranky teacher that everyone hates and is too hard on everyone and is lonely. And then you've got this kid who's a, who's a brat and he's spoiled and he, he's kind of doesn't seem like uh, he has any friends either. So you have these very clearly painted mm -hmm. people that you think you understand who they are. 
And then the experience of the two hours or whatever it is watching the movie is you understand fully who, who people are. And so it is like that teacher who maybe kids made fun of, or you thought he was the cool teacher or whatever. But then when you got to know why he is the way he is, right. if, you, if you actually spend an afternoon with the teacher and then he becomes a person to you yeah. and all these character characters really do become real people and it's not cheesy and that's very hard to do. And uh, so it just, it's just lovely. It's a lovely uh, human and funny experience watching this film. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're all, they all have similar pain and suffering in different ways, but like the, the sense of loss, like they've all lost something and are trying to like, yeah, cope with the present, you know? Um, and just, yeah, you know, for Paul Giamatti, he's, he's got like such a great arc, because yeah. he opens, you know, so smart. But it's smarmy. not unrealistic either. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's earned. But, like, you know, he opens so smarmy and just, like, fucking arrogant and just insufferable. And then, you know, at the, by the end of the film, he's sacrificed himself, like, you know, essentially. Um, what I really like... For this boy's future, which ab- is beautiful. About his arc, the realism of it, is you start to see the kindling of this romance possibly coming together. Mm. And he, you know, everything seems to be moving into place for like, you know, this the, si- un- the sideways, this romance. unlikely yeah. romance to blossom. And you're, you're, you recognize it as a beat and you welcome it because you want to see him get a win. But then he's at a Christmas party with this woman that he is growing closer to and he realizes that she is already with someone. He gets friend zoned. He gets friend zoned hard and it feels uh, so real yeah. and it's so realistic. It hurt, hurt me. I yeah. felt it. And I then they're like, a little uh, more, they're a little more, you know, not as close after that, you know? And it's so, it's so subtle, but it's so real, and it just Payne makes did it... a real nice job with that beat too. He gives, he gives, you, he makes you stare at it, and then he moves away quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so many just little moments that are so recognizable. What's nice, also, it on in one hand, it's like it should be totally fucking obvious that they're trying to show you know what, like this kid and, and this old man are very similar and they can see themselves right. in each other. They take the same antidepressant. They take the same antidepressant. That was really funny. They have a much more similar path, even though the kid feels like a fuck up. And then it turns out this like erudite, like brilliant snobby professor, turns out he's a bit of a fuck up and he yeah. has a more checkered past and he's not everything he said he was. And so it's this thing where I had this feeling when they were in the Boston field trip section of the movie where I was like, oh, they're so similar. And all the, I started counting all the ways yes. in my head. And I was like, you know, for some reason that wasn't abundantly clear from the jump for me. And mm-hmm. it, it just kind of crept up on oh, me real nice. That's a cozy. Yeah. That's like, that's like a whiskey buzz creeping up a on Jim you. Beam buzz. I this want, made, I this movie drink. made me want to drink so bad. <laughs> oh, I want to drink. I, I want to smoke. Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> drinks look so tasty. I just, I just got this pipe that you can hook a marijuana cartridge inside of, and it's wood grain. And you just you can. It was puff a Giamatti it. pipe. It you was, can puff yeah. it like a pipe. I'm, yeah. When I go home tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna relax my eyes and uh, you know Giamatti pipe it up. I look over the snowy I, mountains. I yeah. love this scene. Um, also in the Boston sequence where he takes him um, ice skating and he's just watching him. 
and like there's not a word said about no. it, but like the kid is free, he's youthful, but you're seeing the kid through Giamatti's eyes. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you know at least how I felt like you're watching him think this is, you know, about when he was that age yep. and how he's not yep. there anymore. And that's not. And the movie's yeah. been burbling and simmering up to a Cat Stevens needle drop. Yeah. And that's, yeah. That, that's everybody, everybody involved in the movie was like, that's the Cat Stevens part. Well, there's Ashby juice. And, there's and Ashby that, juice all over. To Rushmore. Movie, Rushmore yeah. has that, the same needle yes, drop. That too. was the needle drop in Rushmore. Which yeah. I, was like, I don't I know if you believe use, he was using I it. I was like, use that wow, you know what? I can't believe he's using it. You know what it felt like? But it felt more like. Nobody told him probably. He thought he was the only one, I bet. It felt more like an Ashby 70s. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, last detail. Harold and Maude. Wonder Boys. Right. There are Rushmore connections, though, and Wes Anderson connections in touches. Listen, if Alexander Payne is doing everything this right, and when Giamatti hits the road, he wants to put Born to be Wild on the soundtrack. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, do it. Or if Giamatti's like, I gotta go see about a girl. Yes, exactly. Like I'm 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 very forgiving with any soundtrack ideas of this movie. Fuck man, like even when he goes like he he has the if we're, you know, if you're listening, then, you know, you've seen the movie and, you know, we don't need to do the spoiler alert thing. But the kid um, kind of tells us that his dad has passed away and, you know, and his mom is with her new and, husband. And, and, on and, my, and might I add, when he tells us his dad has passed away, they, they crack a joke right before that. So I'm laughing. Yeah. And then he's like, my dad's dead and I have to stop laughing. Yep. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yep. that's not funny. And then yeah, continue Zach. I'm well, sorry. and no, 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 it's fine. And then and and but then when we're in Boston, he runs off, and he's he just in a previous scene was flirting with these girls at the bowling alley. Also, you get a sense of like Giamatti's like you know that day is done for me, and I you know right. his white hot nights are <laughs> in his past if they ever were at all. Right. He's lying. It would curl but your toes. You'll curl your toes. Curl your toes. <clears throat> but it turns out the kid is going to visit. His dad, and his dad is not in a cemetery dead. His dad is in a mental institution. He leaves a screening of Little Big Man. Little, yeah. Little Babylon-esque. <laughs> Little Big Man. But yes. again, I was thinking, oh boy, is the movie going to go off the rails yep. into sentimentality here? Yep. And mm -hmm. once again, he gives you just enough, mm -hmm. and then he, he fades and then he out of it. he slow dissolves and out just, of it. it just, yeah. I have to say, it is such a treat that you have someone like Payne um, helming the ship here where the script is really nice. It's a great script, but Payne knows when when just a second longer is schmaltz. Yep, but yep. but if he cuts away or he fades away now, you're with it emotionally and you're mm -hmm. not questioning if it's manipulative. Yeah, I know. And he's that, just yeah. got a real light touch yeah. with the filmmaking, and it is such a delight as a viewer to be. That's what'll make that, it a great Christmas in movie, that, too. Um, in the in the grasp of a, of a of a great filmmaker because it like is that. it's heavy stuff but it's also light he it's, never lets you drown in over sentimentality it's fluffy snow that yeah. you can make a sturdy snowman out of agreed yeah we'll say the the relationship between him and the boy like that's kind of the heart of the movie yeah um with the mary character um like i don't know if it's just the fact that Payne's just kind of like the whitest director, <laughs> right. like the, uh, or what? I don't know what. I just didn't feel you didn't feel it authentic. The connection between her and Giamatti. Uh, like but what I, what more could they have done there? Now she's because she's. I don't know because it's it's kind of like a subplot. You know, she of, is a subplot. Uh, yeah. She's the third lead. She's not. She's not the main relationship. And, and yeah, so I'm just trying to figure out why 
those scenes didn't connect as much as the kids' scenes with me. But but you know what I like Bishki though is 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 when um, they drop her off at the beginning of the Boston sequence. She goes to her sisters. Yeah, and he he allows he doesn't just cut away and no. we're off with the boys. Like he gives us a few beats with her and her sister and, and like he kind of wraps up her story there. Yeah. He, Mm. she brings her sister, her dead son's baby clothes and everything. That got me. That's when the sniffling started. That got me, man. And Bishki was was like, no way it's worthless, (laughs) but it's such a delightful moment. Her sister comes in, they have a hug. They have a little moment that the husband, the husband looks in in and sees that they're reminiscing. And he's like, I'm out of here. I just feel like once again, (laughs) a lesser filmmaker would have been like, this isn't the main plot line. We don't need this. It's going to drag the story or whatever. And it's, you know, he gave her, he didn't give her short shrift as as not being the lead. He gave her enough of a meal that you fully get a she's real not, person. She, yeah. yeah, she's, she's a she's real fully person. She has. She was great. Yeah, I, 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 she Divine wasn't joy. just. She's on the idol, I think. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Yes, that's where I know her from. She was on the idol. Listen, yeah. everybody, you got to see the <laughs> idol. <laughs> She's great on that. The idol getting, When are we getting a a Lodge Master presents the idol theme oh, song every God. time you drop it uh, on the Lodge cast? I, I love like it. it. Yeah, the only one advertising <laughs> the show still. Why not? Oh, Bishki, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no, felt that, like sticking up for that plot line a bit. No, like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I really, you know, the scenes with him, you know, I think the kind of father-son relationship was, was, you know, what really resonated with me and sort of like, you know, you're not your father and, or like, you know. A, well, that's because we're, we're all halfway in between these two characters. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I had a thought uh, though about how I do think she deservedly fit in here. And one of it is there's this thought that there's like the kids that are privileged enough to go to this institution and they're the legacy admissions and they're fuck ups that just keep getting pushed up to the top. And her son was, you know, she worked to get him in the school and then he couldn't afford to go to college. He goes to the military, loses his life, and he's not able to attend college on the GI Bill. And so, again, it's this thing where you think she can't relate to these other kids or these other characters, but she forms a bond with them, and she is working to be able to provide her sister's upcoming baby with the opportunity her son didn't have. And she's there for our lead uh, younger character when he's worried that he's going to be sent off to military school. Yeah. They have this connection and this fe- this shared fear of what that could mean with Vietnam still going. True. I, I feel like she's woven into the story even though she's different than these two white guys Yeah, where she's like more working class. No, yeah. There's a shared commonality that as you get to know them, they do have a lot um, that that binds them together. She I has think. a yeah. great intro where she's like in the kitchen and then she just looks out the window and it's and like a, snow. A snow. It's just snowing. Yeah, it just really is ominous or it just tells you something, you know, it clues you in. But I, it, I think, a great I touch. think Bishki, though, is rightly suspicious because Alexander Payne has made some of the whitest That's films right. That's fair. in the history of the cinema. So, yeah, but downsizing's I, pure tapioca <laughs> pudding, man. But I think this, I think this character worked. I was very touched. No, I'm glad she's there, like, because you, if it was just Giamatti and the kid, it'd, it'd be, be too much. It'd be a little too much. Yeah, Giamatti, you, you too much Giamatti in the broth. You do need to break it up. Yeah. Too much yeah. paprika. Yeah. All right. Let's go to them pain bones. I can feel it in my bones. 
to start with tonight? Who's going to set the table? I think Brother Zach's going to set the table. You are first to bone. First to bone. Have I ever been first to bone? I don't know. You have now. (laughs) Well, I don't have... Like a whole essay at this point to say. Right. You other, did a other, great job wrapping it up. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Other than I just say at this point, this is four bones, guys. Oh. This is four oh. bones. Merry Christmas. Merry and for some of you, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> thank you, LT. Exactly. That was a great joke. I really like that. <clears throat> no, no. But, he said, and then for some of you, as the case may be, yeah. Yeah, happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I just think for this kind of movie, um, it hit all. All the notes, and it and it did so in ways, like I said, that felt fresh, earned, and um, moving and funny. Um, this is he's right back on track with where he left us with Hell sideways. Yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, he this is. belongs for me at the moment, at least. Walking out of it, this is right up there with sideways and election and his best work. And uh, this is a home run. That's right. It's a home run and a slam dunk at the same time. Uh, nice. Let's see. I'm going to say, Brother Lucas, you're up next. Yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, this picture, this movie. It's an Alexander Payne movie is his credit. Right, um, right. And yeah, I'm a big fan of all the aforementioned like adjacent titles. You know, I love this world. I love boarding school movies or high school movies, you know, or academy movies. It's just great. Like, it's just it's just a great setting. You know, even Toy Soldiers, you know, the diehard <laughs> knockoff. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I just got a soft spot, guilty pleasure in my heart for it. So to see Giamatti all fish-eyed, you know, bug-eyed, you know, like blowing up at times or like, yeah, sipping Jim Beam. It's got a great poster with his painted face on it, too. Oh, yeah. Like, like you got to see the, the poster. The in the liquor store and he's like, I hit him. And he's like, wow, you punched him, huh? No, I hit him with the car. And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. So he like, you got in his way? He's like, no, actually, like I ran him down or I forget how it unfolded. (laughs) The thing about that liquor store scene that's extra funny too is you'd think a lesser filmmaker would have a bigger liquor store for them to walk around yeah, in. Yeah. This was just one little square of a store. They kept walking around that center island. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then the like cashiers like, "Here's your Jim Beam killer." killer. Yeah, just like, uh, that guy. There's so much, so many real people in this fucking yeah. movie. That's that's his. That's Payne's greatest even, attribute. Yeah, even the even the the um the street walking gal. She was she's she was great. Very it was just real, a little uh, funny salad crouton. Yeah, yeah. like the use bookstore out in the snow yeah. I love it and even when yeah the joke wouldn't necessarily land like Giamatti would some fi- find a way with a facial facial the gesture yeah. to land yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. delivery I mean I yeah. was surprised to see that this I think was like an original spec script not based on like a book or anything yeah but it really feels like a literary adaptation you know it is layered like you can go back to this again and again and you're probably going to pick up on a lot of other you know detail that you might have missed and it just is a great holiday film or family film and something to watch, I think, like every year. So I would definitely recommend this to my family. So mm. this is three bones for me. <laughs> three bones, oh, Lucas. Oh, oh. In the hothead bone scale, that's basically four bones. I mean, what's crazy is it is a little long. I think it's a little bit over two hours, but it doesn't drag or feel boring 
anywhere. Like, and, and Zach had mentioned earlier, it's because like, yeah, the editing is so deft. Yeah. It's just the transitions and it's like very 70s-esque too, but also it just, it just moves. And yeah. so, yeah, when with the the music and the, the, the aesthetic, the 16 millimeter aesthetic, it's like, it's great. Brother Bishki, what may you bestow upon this picture? Well, with my old curmudgeonly heart. <laughs> um, old Professor Bishki. <laughs> I, uh, no, Chapter I, seven. I, I was, yeah, early on I was like, mm, I was like, this. The, a lot of these characters seem kind of one note. Yeah. But that's kind of the magic of the movie is by, by the end. There like, you go. Like they do. Um, you know, because early on I was, I can't say I was laughing like a ton, but Giamatti just wins you over. He's like the heart and soul of this movie. And, and, um, and the kid, you know, I definitely came around on and with, with some of their scenes and, um, yeah. And just cozy. Yeah. Literary. Like it felt like a kind of catcher in the rye, mm -hmm. like, you know, just, um, beautiful Christmas movie. Yeah, there was maybe some subplots and some side characters that I wasn't as thrilled with as as Giamatti himself, but Giamatti carries it for sure. So I'm right there with Brother Lucas with the three bones. That's three for Brother Bishki. Not quite as good as Downset. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good Lord. Wow. Uh, dear listener, you got to check out Downsizing. Or not. Or not. But this movie, yeah, cozy's the word. Everybody's always looking for, you know, what's the new Christmas movie, you know, like, or what's the secret Christmas movie that has Christmas involved that you can watch every year. This one feels like Christmas. God damn. It feels, it's kind of like Black Christmas. <laughs> It's it's <laughs> Brother Josh. <laughs> what a, I'm, I'm what a, a, the ghost of Brother Josh just creeped up in the middle of the lodge fan. master. I'm about uh, to get David Hinckley over here. We're doing two episodes uh, today, Hinkley. and so uh, yeah, it's David Prestige Chapman. Sunday. It's folks. Prestige Sunday. Stack them up, stack them up. So we got Brother Josh outside, just jonesing to get in. Um, I'll wrap this up. It's so cozy. It's a new Christmas classic, and it made me think about. A, a especially assholeish teacher I had in fifth grade. Mm. He was my math teacher. Thank God he wasn't my main teacher. And while we were working, he would come around and like if girls had like ponytails, he would just staple their hair. What? Wow. A stapler. What? And there was nothing we can do about it. And all what? the kids talked about it. It's like he comes around and he staples our fucking hair. Jesus and Christ. This movie made me think like, what's that asshole story? Like what, what led him to Man. that kind of conduct? Good Lord. Um, he probably didn't have as heartwarming a tale in him as this I movie did. I had a fourth did. grade teacher, Mr. Barnes, who was that fucking lunatic asshole. And he didn't say this to me, but a, a student in my class had a broken arm. And Mr. Barnes was like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to break your other arm. Oh, and I was shit. like, what? Can't do that. Even as like a fourth grader, I knew something was up. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But anyway, Giamatti in this film, you're going to want to, you're going to want to take that ride with him and it's going to touch your heart. It's going to make your eyeballs a little misty. A little cross-eyed and misty. This is a four bone motion picture. Yeah, bud. Yeah. I was exactly where I wanted to be yeah. with this Alexander Payne modern classic. And goddamn that poster. I might have to buy that poster <laughs> just so I could look at it every single day. How does it, it feel? How does it feel to be 
touching, breathing that prestige season Ooh. four bone Nourishment. oxygen. Yeah. You gotta see the Holdovers trailer too, because it had me dying when I saw it in the theater. It's just the funniest trailer ever. We are deep in the season. We are being nourished. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't be happier. Brother Zach, thanks for bringing the prestige to us oh, what a treat. tonight. Yeah. What a treat, gentlemen. Yeah. This, this is where we should be. This is exactly where we should be tonight. So Go check out the holdovers. Yeah. This see is a uh, big, big, big recommend. See it with your family around yeah. Christmas. Fire yeah. up the fireplace. Take a little... Pour uh, some Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Have some cherry jubilee. Some Christmas That cookies. was a great scene. Oh, yeah. that was oh, the a, cherry just jubilee. a fantastic oh, scene. It's classic scene after classic scene, folks. Yeah. You got to check it out. Happy holidays to you all. Love and light. Love and light. You got to stay erect.